I feel like we've gotten asked the question a lot, even after the first five weeks of having Louie. It hasn't been that long, but we've been asked that question of how's your life changed or what changes are you making in your life? And so Elisha and I sat down and we thought about it and we're like, what changes have we made? Because our lives have definitely changed. We've definitely made decisions based on our having three kids now, but we wanted to know and look at our own lives and just see what were those decisions. A couple of them have been intentional and some of them have just happened because having three kids forces you to do things differently. So today we're going to talk about some of the things we've been forced to do differently and some of the things that we have intentionally decided to change in order to thrive as a family of five. And I'm just going to chime in here, Katie, because I love joining you in any conversation. But what I'm going to say is not quite related to the content of this episode. Oh, okay. I'm I'm making an ask from our audience. Oh. Guess what I'm going to ask? Um, let me guess. That they leave a rating or a review? That's exactly what I was going to ask, but you just did it for me. Uh, so I'll just, I'll be redundant and say the same thing. Folks, we love getting ratings or reviews from from you all and they I yeah they're just such a blessing to you guys Katie have kind of blown us away honestly yes your I would kindness. have never guessed that any of the words that you guys have written would be about our podcast it's so humbling and exciting and motivating it is uh so if you if any of you have not left a review but feel so inclined to do that we would love reading it and if you haven't left a rating we'd lo- we'd love it if you left a five-star rating as well all right let's get this thing going Hey, I'm Elisha Votberg. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in big families that were fun, impactful, and relationship-rich. Now that we're a family of our own with two young children and our third on the way, there's nothing that excites us more than seeing what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go! Here we are, same podcast, new location. That, well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, felt I should have said different place. That would have sounded better. Let's yeah. try it again. Well, no, I didn't. I just wish you wouldn't have cut in on what I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> okay, but okay, you say what you were. No, gonna I'm say. not going to say it. What anymore. were you going to say? I can't even remember, and it's not even relevant anymore. It was really? going to be something along the same lines as what you just said. But it would have been, I would have gotten all the credit for it. Oh, see, I thought that because we were married, then we'd think like the same thing. I think a lot of women think that, <laughs> think that they could finish their husband's sentences for them. Okay, maybe let's try it though. Do the, do No, it. well, I was just going to let our listeners know that this is the same podcast, but we are recording it in a brand new location because we moved over the weekend. And we're sitting in our brand new, it's a master bedroom. Place. Is, yeah, our brand new place. <laughs> yeah. We're in a huge master bedroom, you guys. Yeah, we're renting a townhome in, in the new town that we moved to in Washington State. And we were kind of blown away with how big the master bedroom is. It, like, 
I don't know. It's just gigantic. It's everything Elisha and I have wanted in a house. So our townhome is 1,600 square feet, which is huge for us compared to the apartment we moved from. Yeah. But the master bedroom for the size of house we're in is like gigantic. It, it feels that way to both of us. Yes. Well, okay. Because we have a king bed. Yep. But we're like, we have a little space where we have a bunch of moving boxes stacked up yep. and two chairs and it's totally like a sitting area. Yeah. And we have like a walk-in closet and a full bathroom with two sinks. Yeah. Basically we're bragging about our awesome master bedroom, <laughs> but we're just really happy to be here. Yes. And the cool thing is too, is we don't hear our kiddos when we're recording the podcast which is a good blessing. We do have a monitor set up so we yeah. can see them. Yeah, we, we can can't see them because they they all went to bed. We're recording this at, at nighttime right now, but it looks like Leon and Lucy might not quite be asleep at this <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah, they're still doing gymnastics. Yes, they are. <laughs> Bedtime gymnastics. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get going with today's episode, Katie. Okay, before we dive in though, I do want to let you guys know that I have a little bit of a cold. I don't know if you guys can tell, but I can definitely tell while I'm talking. And I think like my body's just finally letting down. We've been having like crazy big days for like the last week and a half and not sleeping well at night still because of Louie. And so, I mean, we're doing well, but I think my body's kind of like, okay, I need a breather. Oh, a hundred percent. And I guess we'll just continue on this prologue really quick because it has been a huge week. And as you mostly folks know, Katie's still very postpartum. I mean, Louie's only five weeks old. And so I feel, I mean, that's like, isn't that usually still considered postpartum? Yeah, I, I yeah. think so. <laughs> like it's, that's the real deal still. I forget I'm postpartum, but I think that's one of the, like the dangers of being in this stage is you feel like healed enough to feel normal, mm -hmm. but you're still not normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a sketchy place to be actually, because you can kind of prolong that healing process. Uh, but that said, we are in our new home and we've got everything of necessity unpacked. And so we're able to cook meals in the house and yeah. go to bed and all those things. Yeah. <laughs> Do laundry. <laughs> okay. So diving into the podcast now, what are the things we're going to talk about, Elisha? Yeah. So we're going to be talking about the five things that we've changed in our lives since giving birth to our third child. And as Katie probably said, or I know she did say, I heard her say it in the introduction, some of these things were intentional decisions that we had made even before giving birth to Louis, Louis, you know, our, our third born. Mm -hmm. And we had decided that we were going to make changes in our life. But then a couple of these have just happened without us really being aware of it. And they've happened as a result of having three children and kind of needing to adjust to that in the moment. And Katie and I today, when we were looking back and seeing what some of these things are, we realized we some of these things just happened. We weren't that intentional. Yeah. And so we're going to share with you on some of them. And should I say what the first one is? Yeah, let's let's dive in. Okay. So the first one that has changed in our home is intentionality with child training. That's big time. Big time. I'm telling you, it's crazy how I think we, first off, Leon and Lucy are really good natured kiddos. They really enjoy life. They're pleasant to be around for the most part. And a lot of times we had just kind of taken that as, as, as being that they're obedient. Yeah. But Cause I mean, you guys, if you see them in the vlogs or on Instagram stories or stuff like that, they're genuinely really happy kids Yeah, and they love life and they're sweet. And like, like Elisha said, they're just good natured. Yeah. And so it was easy for us to think like when they did melt down or when they did, 
um, disobey, disobey. And we would, you know, tell them come here or do this. And they just said no, or they just continued on their way and didn't obey. We just, it, those times are, I guess, few and far between because mostly they're easygoing. Yeah. So we just kind of went with it. Yes. Well, and we thought they were few and far between until we had a third child. Exactly. <laughs> you start realizing when you don't have an extra set of hands to take care of the disobedience or to track down the child that's not stopping when you're telling them to stop, that, that they're really not quite as obedient as you had presumed they were. <laughs> yes. And I think that's really what became a quick realization to us within that first week of having Louis, of having our third child. I remember I took Leon and Lucy out and I was hold, you know, out to like a coffee shop and uh, we, I didn't even have Louis with me, but I was holding Lucy and Leon, we were in the coffee shop, just started picking up bottles like in the cold case display. And I told him to put them down and he, and he just looked at me and kept holding the bottle. And then I told him to put it down again. And he didn't, and they just started walking away outside out of the coffee shop with like the cold, <laughs> you know, bottle of juice. I can totally picture that. And I was like, "What in the world is happening right now?" I thought I had an obedient child. Uh, but yeah, because like if I was there, I'd be holding Lucy. Exactly. Elisha would just go take the bottle away from Leon yes. and pick up Leon. And Leon's not the kind of guy to sit there and throw a full-on tantrum in the store. Right. So you can kind of overpower him by like picking him up or exactly. taking the bottle. And he's not going to like make a big enough scene so that you're like embarrassed. Right. And that's like a potential embarrassing situation right there. But what's crazy is that it really is life and death situations at moments when yes. with, with this type of obedience, when you're, when you are walking on the sidewalk and Leon's out ahead and he takes off running out, you know, to cross a street and he, and if he doesn't stop, that can so often mean life or death. And so we, we had a very sobering realization. And so mm -hmm. since then, you know, it's been about three and a half weeks now, I say that we've been extremely uh, vigilant and trying to just train our children in, in obedience, uh, first time obedience, and even working on their attitudes as well. Mm -hmm. Just really because I think that we had become slack in letting whiny voices be a part of the home life. And, yeah. um, and I think we're really motivated to get that under control. And we're seeing small progress. Oh, yeah. I think we're seeing a lot of progress. I think it stuck out to me when I went to Target a week ago. And my kids typically, like Lucy tries to crawl out of the cart because she's extremely flexible. So when she sits in the front seat, even if she's buckled, she can get her knee up and get totally out of the buckle. Yeah, she can get out of yeah, almost any buckle. It's, it's kind of bizarre, crazy. Yeah. Um, but that said... I was like, you know what? I'm not going to try to cram all three kids in this tiny little cart. They just didn't fit in the Target cart. And so I had Leon walk to the side of me. And I was like, you know what? You got to obey mama. And you have to walk to the side of me while we're in Target. And I was so amazed at really Elisha's training. Because Elisha's helped me a lot and been super on top of disciplining Leon. And... Leon walked to the side of me the whole time. If I asked him to put something down, he would put it down. I was like, don't touch anything on this aisle. And he obeyed. And I was like, wow. Like, that's when I saw a big difference. Because, um, like, a couple months prior, or like this winter, we went into Ross. And Leon was the typical, like, terror. Where he was, like, running around, throwing things. And I'd, like, run and grab the stuff he threw, threw on the ground. And he was running to the next thing. And I was like, this is, like, the nightmare kid you see in a movie. Like, yeah. how is this my child? Yeah. So, anyways, 
all that to say, that's one area of child training. But another thing we've done is put both kids in the same room in toddler beds. Yeah. That's, I don't know. If, <laughs> your, your voice. Well, yeah. I don't know if we've made very much progress in that area. That's been really recent. Yeah. And it's been exhausting. It has been, been exhausting. Um, we got a monitor because it was a safety hazard to have them both in the same room um, without Lucy in her pack and play. Yeah. And they've been doing good. I mean, we've been consistent. Yeah. And naps. They nap today for the first yeah, time in their toddler beds. Yeah. I'd say the nap this afternoon was a sign of progress for sure. Yeah. Because they actually napped. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't like goof off for very long before the nap. Which yeah. Was nice. But that's something we've changed, I guess, because we don't want all three kids to have to have their own rooms. Elisha and I want some space to ourselves and we don't always want a child in our room. Yeah, that's right. You got it. What's something else we've changed, Katie? Um, oh, no internet yeah. at our house. Yes, we've done this once before in our marriage, um, but it's been probably, what, maybe almost two years ago? It's yeah, I think maybe we a... did it before we had Leon, before we had any kids. Wow. Or maybe Leon was just born, but it okay. was a while ago. Yeah. And we did it for, what, three months? I yeah. it was three months. Yep, and we really enjoyed it. And I don't know what ended up leading to us getting internet again, uh, but I'm sure it seemed important at the time. It was Votberg Music Academy. We That's needed right. to upload a massive amount of videos. Yes. And when we were going to coffee shops, the internet was just too slow. You're right. That's what it was. And so when Katie proposed, not because this was your idea again, you get the you get the credit for this one for sure. But a few weeks ago, Katie proposed not having internet when we moved up here to to Washington State. And at first, I almost laughed at you because I was like, are you kidding me? Like, we work online. Everything, every, I mean, the majority of our income right now is all generated online. How's... We're, we're definitely online every single day. Yep. And we're uploading big, I mean, either videos or this podcast five times a week. Yes. Five, yeah, five days a week, I'd say we are trying to upload something that needs pretty good Wi-Fi, pretty yeah. high-speed internet. But then when Katie kind of laid it out to me, maybe just lay it out. Like, what does our daily life look like and how is this going to work for us practically, Katie? Well, basically, I wanted to do it because I wanted to be more intentional. I love creating mm -hmm. online. Both Elisha and I love creating. That's why we do YouTube and yep. why we do this podcast or one of the reasons. Um, but that said, with like online is such a double-edged sword yes. having that internet and if i'm home all day and the internet's on i often will have a video playing in the background or will well we've gotten in a bad rut recently yes. of watching shows or movies yeah. at night and not only is that like not who we want to be because we want to have a good night routine and get up in the morning and have a good morning routine but also, like, you can run out of, like, good movies and good shows to watch. Yeah, and Katie and I aren't, like, dogging on anybody that watches movies or shows at nighttime. We enjoy it, but we found that when we don't have the internet and we want to watch a movie, you have to be so intentional. You, like, go get a DVD. Yeah. Which, in Bend, we had the last blockbuster <laughs> store in the world there that was still open i don't know what, what are we gonna doing do here Australia. but the point we'll is have to plan ahead of movie night and like yeah go find a dvd yeah, somewhere ship one to our house yeah but the point is is that we're just very intentional when we do a movie night if we don't have internet because we have to go select a dvd 
like plug in the DVD player and, and watch it. Well, and like we have so many things we enjoy doing. Yes. It's just easier to turn on a show. But like Elisha and I love reading books. Yes. And we haven't read very much recently. Nope. Because it's just easier to open up a computer. Yeah. And like we love writing. Yes. That's like a hobby for both of us. Or what are some other things? I mean, just being with each other, talking, having yes. conversation. We're able to plan our, our day, you know, the night before if we're not staying up all night watching and, a show. Yeah. And frankly, we both want to get in the habit now as my postpartum season's coming to a close and Elisha's getting more in a work rhythm. He's not going to be able to work out in the afternoons. I want to start working out. And so we want that to be in the morning. Yep. And we want our Bible times to be in the morning. And we would start something at like nine at night because we were tired instead of going and getting in bed. Yes. There's like that awkward time frame at nighttime where you're tired. So you don't want to do anything that requires any sort of effort, <laughs> even like reading or writing. Um, yeah. But you don't really want to go to bed yet either. You're like, I still kind of want to do something with this day. And that's yeah. always when you end up, you know, watching a show or, or watching a movie. So basically, I was just like, you know what? I bet we could be really intentional about pre-recording things, scheduling out our videos so we're just more on top of it instead of a last-minute upload. Like, I've already filmed my videos for this week, yep. and I'm going to send them with Elisha to upload when he gets to the office. Yes. And so it's just basically making our lives more intentional and putting more things that we want into our lives. And part of the reason that this happened is because now I'm a mommy of three children. Yes. Elisha's going to be gone from nine to five. He's going to have more typical work hours starting tomorrow. Um, yeah. But yeah, starting tomorrow. Cause we're recording this podcast on Sunday. Yes. You guys are going to listen to it on Tuesday. Um, or whenever you listen to it, actually, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. When it you're better be Tuesday. <laughs> but I want to not be, tempted to waste my time i need to be very very structured and thoughtful about how i'm spending my time especially since having three children yes and so that's kind of what caused that decision and i'm so so happy with it me too and the factor that's really enabling us to do this and continue our online businesses is the fact that i'm going to have pretty much uh 100 access to really good wi-fi at my office now, mm -hmm. which we haven't had before, yeah. Uh, which is why we had to get internet, you know, a couple of years ago when we did. But now, when I'm working, I can we, I can get into my office before hours, after hours. Yeah, we have like a key, so we can yeah. get in there if we need to upload something. Yeah, I don't know if I'm like theoretically authorized to use that for stuff like uploading podcasts and, Shh, don't you, tell and YouTube videos, <laughs> but we're going to do it. My dad owns the office and the business. so. But before we ended up going to um, my parents' house, if we needed to upload something You're right. with fast internet. So yep. I don't know. Everyone has internet. There's a way to get it. And this is going to work for us. And the cool thing about like Instagram or whatever is we still do have our phones with data. Yes. But I found that the biggest waste of time for me was like YouTube videos. Sure. It and like scrolling on Instagram. Sure. So now like I barely have enough data to create the content I want to on Instagram. Yes. And once the data runs out, you pay for it. You won't be seeing me. <laughs> yeah. You pay for it when the yeah. data runs out and it takes, you know, five ever just to load anything. Oh, so brutal. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, that's an awesome change that we've made. 
And another one, you see the next one. Okay, so the next one is just been, I mean, I just think the Lord's been so faithful in bringing us back to him. And I say back to him because Katie and I never once came close to, you know, denouncing our faith or to saying we don't believe, you know, in the finished work of Jesus Christ or that we're not Christians. So it's not like we're coming back to the faith, but we really had, because of the busyness of life, I think, come out of uh, daily communion with the Lord. And we had, I think, stopped really abiding with our Lord and Savior and talking to him on a daily basis and really nurturing that relationship that we have because of the finished work of the cross. And it's just struck me over the last few weeks how that is the Christian life. It's just being filled with the Spirit and it's walking with the Lord. It's talking with the Lord. And, you know, it's in all our ways acknowledging him or knowing him, you know, Mm -hmm. is really the word there. It's in all your ways knowing him and he will direct your paths. And I know I can speak for myself and that I had just fallen out of close relationship with my Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. I had stopped talking to him on a regular basis, you know, apart from some quick kind of perfunctory prayers at nighttime, maybe with you or with with the kiddos. I wasn't really talking to him and praying to him on a daily basis. And as a result, we just found ourselves, I guess, at the end of ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. with thinking, man, we, I believe in the finished work that happened 2000 years ago, but I'm not feeling the presence of the Lord right now, you know, and I haven't for a while. And I think when, you know, having a third child starts, you just, you have less of your own manpower, you know, or your yeah, manpower yeah. goes, it doesn't go as far. Yes, totally. You, you start realizing like, man, who was I fooling? There's thinking, more drains. Yes, in, there's in more things life. draining on mm-hmm. you. And that's really a blessing because take heed lest you think ye stand. It's almost kind of a sobering realization that, man, we thought that we could do it on our own power with two kiddos, but we know we were just deceiving ourselves. Is that a verse, take heed? Yeah, lest you think ye stand. Yeah, it's in the Bible. I should probably know well, what that it just reference sounded, is. It sounded old English, so oh, yeah. I was like... Yeah, I don't usually just talk like that in conversation. You're right. Um, so I feel like the Lord was really just merciful in bringing us back to himself and realizing, man, we cannot walk this this life and live this life on our own power and yeah. in our own strength. And thanks be to God that we've been giving the Holy Spirit. The Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us and we can walk accordingly. Mm-hmm. And I think that this, like the Lord really started doing a work in both of our hearts, I think like right before we had Louis, like even if you go back in the podcast and you see like, how did our parents pass on generational faithfulness? And then yeah. we shared our testimonies. And then like, I feel like ever since around that time, we have been talking so much about our faith and yeah. how we want to live that out practically and not just do the right actions or, you know, in quotes, like be good people or be good Christians, but we'd really want to have that living, breathing relationship with our Lord and Savior, and that simply requires time. And so, you know, something like internet being gone, that was part of making that decision too. We don't want to be on our phones first thing in the morning. We really want to have that time with our Lord and Savior because children are an incredible blessing, but they take a lot of energy. And we need the Lord's strength um, more and more, and we need to tap into the fruits of the spirit and all his promises. We need that more and more and more. Yes. And Elisha brought this up when we were talking before we started recording this. It's not like we, 
it's not like we need him more now because we always need yes. the full presence of the Lord. But there are moments where I realize my need for a savior. That's right. More, more heavily. And yeah. that's definitely been the result of this move and having a new baby. Yes. Yeah. I think you're so right, Katie, because that is the danger of walking sometimes according to your own power or your own wisdom is that you can really think that you're doing the, the right thing. You're doing great. You're, mm-hmm. you're rocking this life. And I think that you and I were probably guilty of that while having two children. Because like you said, we're just kind of manhandling this thing and we're kind of rocking. You know, just, you got you got one, I got one. We can totally, yeah. we can do, totally do this. And then that third child comes and it kind of puts you on your knees more than ever. But then it makes you realize, man, I've needed the Lord all along. You know, yes. I, I, I just need the Lord always. Yes, and I think of that, the Lord saying children are a blessing. I have been thinking more and more that the blessing isn't necessarily just the child. Hmm. The blessing is the growth that it forces. Mm-hmm. With every child, it's, forth, it's forced growth in our spiritual walk, mm-hmm. in the way we live out our day-to-day life. Yeah, in our marriage. In our marriage, it forces that growth, and that's such a blessing. It, it would be so easy to get stagnant and in a rut um, if you don't have those uh, sometimes circumstantial. Yeah, very practical. Yeah. yeah, things that just force you to the next stage of life and force you into the next stage of growth. Even with our child training, it's a blessing for Leon and Lucy that Louie came along yes. and showed us that we need to be more intentional parents That's right. in training them. So anyways, that's just something that's coming to mind as we're talking. Yep. Another thing, we've talked about this before relating to the postpartum season, but something that has changed and we're, we're growing in since having kids is knowing when to have conversations and not having emotional conversations when we're tired. Yes. So I think that's something that we talked about postpartum. We wanted to be aware of not having those emotional conversations when we know it's an emotional time because we've definitely done that. Yeah. With Leon and Lucy. Exactly. And I think we kind of gave ourselves like that six to eight week window of just letting certain things go. Mm Mm-hmm. Meaning certain emotional topics or situations, just kind of letting it go Mm -hmm. until a different time. And if it comes up again, you know, after that postpartum season, then you can have a conversation. Or even addressing certain things in the postpartum season, but not when you're feeling emotional about it. Yeah. We've had some conversations after the fact. Yeah. Um, What? What are you smiling at? Well, I just think that, I think that you've just... Don't you feel emotional the entire postpartum season? Isn't okay, stop, stop. <laughs> Isn't that how it works? Okay. Maybe I was Elijah's getting the wrong impression. Giving me a hard time because this has been really good emotion. It has been. This this season has been the best out of all the postpartum seasons. By far. By far. Like, yes. anyways, um, but oh yeah, like just how we were saying at the beginning of this, at five weeks postpartum, I feel normal, but some things aren't just back to normal. Yes. I think just we have to, we want to be wary of that because yes. sometimes you can feel like things are normal or they should be normal. Yeah. Yeah. And they aren't yet. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of like neither here nor there with what I'm talking about here because y- like certain hot topics are emotional no matter what season you're in. Sure. Like there, it's, there are certain things that I bring up or you bring up and they're emotional because we're feeling emotional about them. Yeah. And so we've gotten better at not talking about them in the moment. Yeah. Yep. 
I think you're so right. If we're going to say something, if I'm going to say something, I regret. I feel like I do that more than you do. Yep. Um, but you've also gotten... <laughs> I, didn't, I don't know why I just agreed so quickly with <laughs> yep, you. Yep, you sure do. <laughs> it's okay. We both know it's true, so that's okay. Um, but I think you've also gotten better at communicating through those those seasons instead of you shutting down. Sure. I feel like you've gotten better at being like, okay, I'd like to fix this or like, let's talk about this later or... I don't know. You don't yeah. say let's talk about this later, but you, you communicate with me still. You don't just sure. shut down and yeah. not talk. Yeah. Cause my default in those moments is to shut down. And that's, I mean, that's why I think Katie and I agree on the fact that we think she says more things she regrets than I do. And that's because I'm just a jerk and shut Stop. down and don't say anything Stop. in those situations. Well, it's true. Like <laughs> but that's you my... haven't done that for a really long time either. Yeah. I think I've grown in that area. I've made more of an effort to just communicate that I will be communicating shortly, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So anyways, I think that's something that overall has just been really healthy for our marriage yep. um, because we've avoided a lot of potential blowups. I do want to say, though, because I am an over communicator, one thing I don't want to communicate is that you shouldn't have conversations over hot topics or about emotional things. Yeah. Those are really important conversations to have. You do need to have those conversations. Elisha and I have a lot of those conversations just don't have them in the moment like when you're really mad yeah when you feel the passion or when yeah. you're like crying anyways you sure. know just like don't bring up something else yes in the moment yes but anyways um yeah there's just a time and a place to talk about certain things and we're learning more about that yep okay so what's the fifth thing that oh. we have changed yeah this is kind of the whole reason we're sitting up here in washington state really this fifth reason and that is making very deliberate and intentional decisions to make me really the primary and sole provider of our home so that Katie can really have the total freedom to pour into uh, the household. Yeah, because with the three, we knew it was a full-time job with the two, but with a third baby, we just knew that it's even more important that I'm spending more time making meals and I mean, that sounds like so basic, but you think of it, if it's just Elisha and I living at home and I don't make a meal, it's really easy for us to run out and grab something for dinner. But if there's three little kids and Elisha and I, it makes, and I don't have any food, that's just a big deal logistically. And it, it makes quality of life go way down sure <laughs> and the kids are whinier or like with three kiddos there's more messes to clean up and mm. our kids require really hands-on support right now especially in this season and so we just wanted me to be able to pour full time in full time into our kiddos and elisha and making our home and i still have hobbies and stuff as well but he's taking on just the entire burden of providing for our family so that I could focus on that. That's right. So you'll still be creating content on YouTube and Instagram and obvi obviously this podcast. And you might even do some business, you know, with our supplement business with Neolife and maybe even with Beauty Counter. But that's oh, going to yeah. be very bonus. Yeah, basically, we didn't want to live off of any income that I created. And we have been for the last probably pretty much our whole marriage. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So this, because of Elisha taking this job and just our living expenses and, you know, decisions we've made, we're going to be living solely off of his income. Yep. 
And then anything that I make, I'm completely free to make income, obviously. We don't think that's a bad thing, Um, but that is bonus. And so, therefore, I don't feel any pressure for providing for our family. Yes, because that's ultimately what we wanted to get away from were some of those stressful moments of you feeling like you needed to get a video up or you needed to follow up with a, somebody that was interested customer, yeah, yeah, with a customer while having, you know, two crying kids around you and then potentially three crying kids around you yeah. and, and dinner's <laughs> burning and there's a messy kitchen. That just doesn't make for a happy home. Yeah. That's a real situation. That's a real scenario. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded detailed because it's happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also I didn't want to be dumping the kids on Elisha, like the moment he got home and being like, Oh, you've had a full day of work. Like I need you to take them because I'm stressed out and I need to do these things. You know, right. I want to be emotionally present for him as well. And for our kids, they don't need me to be snappy and, you know, trying to push them to the side so I can earn money. Yeah. Um, so basically, yeah, we just wanted to be intentional to make those decisions because we could have kept living life just fine. Like we were provided for. Yes. Well provided oh, for yes. in Bend, but I just, Elisha and I both want to make decisions that set us up for the future. Yes. And we would love to have some more children and, you know, if the Lord wills. And so this is just the direction that we want to go. That's right. Yeah. And, and this is, like you said, it could have gone on for real, for years and years had we not been very, I think, deliberate mm-hmm. about making lifestyle changes and being, yeah. okay, we need to find first off a job for me that can provide for our family and then mm-hmm. live within that budget um, so that, like you said, we can really, you you can have your heart towards the children and towards marriage and we can really just mm-hmm. grow in this season of life in those areas. And I do think it can be a transition. It's been a transition for us until this point yeah. where we needed supplemental income and then you've improved your skill sets and your, um, like qualifications, qualifications. Yeah. yeah. As you've improved yourself, I have been supplementing our income. Yep. But this was always our goal. Yeah. And our end goal was always for Elisha to be the sole provider. He's always felt that responsibility. And you've always acted like that is your full responsibility, whether that was education or bettering yourself or making yourself more desirable for certain job positions. Even if you weren't bringing in 100% of the income we were living on, you were, I guess, making decisions. So that would be the case. Yeah. I think so too. This has always been our our end game. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. So those are the the five things that we've changed. Yeah. And I know that the Lord's just going to continue to shape and change and train I'm, us. Yeah. And, and I'm sure there's more than us. those five. Those were like the five that stood out to us that we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Those are, yeah, those are the five that came to mind for yes. sure that are like the most dramatic. Yep. Uh, but I think they're all super good. And having our third child has come right in the middle of us moving states, you know, this is our first time moving and me starting kind of my first career type job. Um, and so there's a bunch of things happening at the same time. In addition to having our third child, which maybe is contributing to a little bit of the cattywampus feeling we have right now with life. But overall, I think this, the third child obviously is a huge blessing in our life and it's making us grow in the areas that are most important to us, which is just a huge win. Yes. Louie has, so far come and you know improved the dedication we are (laughs) giving to leon and lucy and the focus that we are giving to each other and to our children and he's 
reminded us of our need for a savior. Yes. And you know, I'm just like, he's reminded us of our overall future goals Yes, with you, you know, carrying the weight of our family. He's improved our marriage yes. with, you know, the communication we're working on Yes, and knowing when to speak and when not to speak. <laughs> I'm serious. You yeah. guys like Louis has been such a blessing outside of just his cuddly, sweet, yeah. precious yes. love. Yes. Like, you know, a newborn, having a newborn is just a joy yeah. in and of itself. But Elisha and I, we've mentioned this before. We want to be blessing minors and look at what blessings we can mine from a situation. And yep. we're just really thrilled. Even though this is a, a tough season, it's a hard season, um, seasons of growth are like that. Yes. So yeah, we're grateful. That's right. We're going to keep doing it. <laughs> keep living this life and finding the blessings that our Lord has for us. Right on. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, like we said in the beginning, we'd love it if you're able to leave a rating or a review. Those mean so much to Katie and I. And we just love being connected with you, whether that's via Instagram or over on YouTube. Um, we just we love being connected with people that are like minded and you know pursuing the same things that we're pursuing. Yes. Um, it's just so fun feeling that community. Even if it is online, we still feel that support and that, um, I guess, camaraderie. Okay, well, I've got to say one thing real quick. I know we're closing out, but the cool thing about online is that you guys come with us, and that is so awesome. We left an incredible community in Bend, yes. and that was so hard to leave our church and our in-person friends there, but it has been such a blessing to move to this new town and be able to bring you guys along with yep. us. So I just want to thank you guys for that. It's been yes. incredible. Yeah. We need you more than ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a good week. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.